welcome to another episode of Hue I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. She's back, y'all. Yes, I'm back. And we are back to talk about weddings once again. We actually have a special guest on today's episode that's going to tell her tell us all about her Nigerian and American wedding ceremony. Guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. <clears throat> My name is Sissy Now Robertson. I was previously Fia Bima. I um, live in the Raleigh area, Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so Thank much, you so for, much coming. for coming on. Yes, what Tania said. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. What Tania said. We're both just saying <laughs> thanks for being on the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, okay. So how was your day, Ashley? Oh, um, okay. It was uh cool. Um, you know, I'm 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 just ready to get to the break. <laughs> My day was fine. My gotcha. day was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. How was your day, Cece? It was long. <laughs> I am just like you guys. I'm ready for this break. I'm kind of mentally checked out. But um, here we are. Gotcha. Well, my day was uh, not as long as both of your days, um, but... Uh, it was kind of sort of productive, but I am happy that I'm here on this podcast at this moment. So, yeah. How is wedding planning going, Ashley? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, there's not too much for me to do. Um so our save the dates have gone out and I believe they're going to start arriving um, in people's um, inboxes soon or mailboxes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so used to email. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, that's that. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my hair. Um, but I feel like I'm going to probably be saying that for the next, like, two or three months. So that's that. I mean, pretty much everyone's booked at this point. So now we just have to pay people. Mm. That's it. Okay. Smooth sailing. So we're not here to talk about me. I say this every episode. Um, but we are really, really excited to talk to you about your wedding. Um because I know for me, I've never been to a Nigerian wedding, but I hear they are everything. So I'm really looking forward to just hearing all about it. So as Tania would say, let's get into it. Yes, let's get on into these questions. So Cece, how did you meet your husband? He and I had mutual friends, or we have mutual friends. And um, we actually met at a party. I thought we met at a restaurant. But um, when, later when we started dating and we talked about this question, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember meeting you at this restaurant. He was like, no, we actually met like years before. I was in a relationship with someone else at the time, so I wasn't looking. 
And yeah, we were both invited to a party. So that's where we saw each other first, but we didn't start dating until much later. I love that because that's actually how me and my boyfriend met. So yeah, yeah hopefully so- it ends up into a marriage. That's what I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope it does for you, too. Marriage thank you, thank you, thank you. How long were y'all dating before you got engaged? We dated for about one year. We were friends for, you know, a little longer than that, but our courtship, I think, was about a year. Very good. How and when did you know that he was the one? Oh, man, that's such a tough question because <laughs> I've liked him for so long. I wonder if I can isolate one moment in particular. I think when he, we had a discussion once. Well, actually, I know exactly. I know this sounds really cliche, but we were at a party and, again, with mutual friends, and we were dancing. And um, during that dance, we just kind of, like, locked eyes a little bit. And I know that sounds, like, so cliche, like, super movie. But um, that's really the moment that I knew I was, like, attracted to him in a way that was more than just a friend. Because up until that point, we were just all friends that would all hang out together. Um, but we were dancing with this one reggae song. And we kind of looked at each other, exchanged glances. And that's when it kind of changed from, like, oh, this is someone who's kind of cute in more than a friend kind of way, you know. Um, and so later on that night, I, I actually prayed about it. And I was like, you know, I just said in my prayer, like, please help me so that I'm not like getting my feelings involved too quickly or, you know, jumping to conclusions about the way a person feels. And then um, I just wanted confirmation that his feelings were mutual. And like I got that confirmation the very next day when my friend told me that right after I left the party, he asked about me. So that was how we started. I love that. I do too. (laughs) So fast forward to your engagement. Like, how did he propose? So he called my friends and family ahead of time to ask them for tips on what to do. And my sisters gave him some tips. My sister Siki and Tanya, they gave him a ton of tips. And then he also called a really close friend of mine, Crystal Miller. Shout out to Crystal. <laughs> and she gave him the suggestion of taking me to a rooftop restaurant in downtown Raleigh. It's the highest restaurant, I think, in this area. So it overlooks the whole city. And he told, she told him to invite me out like on a date in the middle of the day because if it was a daytime thing, I think it would. he thought it would be less likely that I would know that's what he was planning on doing. So I kind of got wind of it because, well, he kind of, I guess he, from talking to my sisters, there was some confusion as to what they thought I would like or not like. And so they went back and forth and eventually I heard, I learned of it from him, but he didn't tell me. I could just tell that he was acting different. So I kind of <laughs> suspected something was going on. So I tried to make sure my hair and nails and everything was done. And then when he caught wind that he thought I knew, he asked me, like, do you come up to ask you, like, what's going on? Why, do you, why are you doing all of this? And I told him I, I did suspect it. So he told me he was, but he's not going to. He really wants it to be a surprise. So he's canceling it. And I believed him because he always keeps his word. So he said he'll just do it at a later time when 
when I'm not when I'm least expecting it. And so I had previously thought it would take place at night. So in the middle of the day, when he told me to meet him downtown, Raleigh at a restaurant, I just thought we were just going on a regular day date. Um, but when I got there and I got to the restaurant, they directed me all the way up to the top. Like people already knew who I was. He had, he had set that up. And um, when I met him on the rooftop, there was like a bottle of champagne. He was sitting there and we just talked. And he didn't ask immediately. He just asked how my day was going. I was like, okay, this is a really nice fancy day date. And before we ordered, he actually got down on one knee and he asked me to be his wife. He said my full name, uh, which is really long. (laughs) And then he was so nervous. I think he put the ring on the wrong hand. Either he put the ring on the wrong hand or I I extended the wrong hand. I, I don't know which one it was. And so he actually ended up asking me a second time. And this time, like bystanders nearby took pictures and stuff for us. I really liked that. I was genuinely surprised. Aww. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And the yes. ring was, is beautiful. It's like this rose gold ring. I like I absolutely love it. Aww. Yes, for the rose gold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick it out or did he pick it out? It was both. So he ultimately picked it out, but we did look at rings together. And Uh I indicated that rose gold and pink diamonds was like my preference. And so we looked at like several rings and I picked out which ones were my favorite. And of the ones I really liked, he selected those ones. Okay. Very nice. So how many people were in your bridal party? Oh my goodness, a bazillion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had eight bridesmaids, two maids of honor, and then, you know, they each had a a couple, so there Mm -hmm. were eight groomsmen and two best men. And then, of course, you know, like my mom and his family and flower girl and ring bearer. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with a big wedding party. No, not at (laughs) all. Um, Where did you, uh, you go for your bachelorette? Miami. So that's one of my favorite cities. Um, and my sisters just planned this thing at the Lowe's Coronado in Miami, uh-huh. like right off of the beach. And that's where we went. It was really, really a fun weekend. It was mainly just my sisters and I and my like sister-in-law because I did things with my girlfriends here locally. Um, but as far as like my official bachelorette weekend, it took place in Miami. It was really fun. Okay. Okay. I'm here for a Miami bachelorette. So. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Miami is the place to go for something like that, for sure. It really is. And how did you pick your bridesmaids? Well, mom picked half of them for me. (laughs) If you have Nigerian parents, they're going to be uber involved in the wedding. When my Mm -hmm. mom was like, you know, make sure you ask your cousins, make sure you ask your sisters, you know. So I had to have two of my cousins and two of my sisters. And I don't mean to say had to, like it wasn't an honor to have them. They were actually amazing. So I had two of my cousins, my two sisters, and my sister-in-law. So half of the bridal party was my family. And then the other half were my very close friends. So my best friend since childhood, Zarkia. And then uh, my really good friend, Jalisa, who lives in in Florida as well. And um, one of my closest friends, Julie, who's here. Um, She was very, very helpful throughout the wedding. I had uh, my two close girlfriends from college, Takora and Jamilia. They were, um, I just, I just had a really, like, I was just surrounded by some of, like, the closest, sweetest people you can think of. What you need on your big day. Sorry, I repeat that. Oh, you said that's what you need on your big day. Agreed. Yeah, Uh everyone was, like, really, really calm. It was just a really good vibe. 
no one was like crazy. No one was super demanding. Everyone was really understanding. Like I really couldn't have asked for a better experience with them. Perfect. They didn't always respond to text messages and they did not order their dresses (laughs) on time. But (laughs) but when it came down to the wire, everything was done and everything was executed quite flawlessly, I think. Good, good. Yes, I feel like that's very common amongst bridesmaids or actually like the whole party, to be honest, because I've talked to um, other friends of mine who are currently in a bridal party and they're like, yeah, no one's answering me. It's like pulling teeth. And so like, I understand, but I'm happy that everything yeah. came together at the very last moment. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. I heard that Nigerian accent, you know, in your voice um, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so you had a Nigerian ceremony. Um, no, the ceremony itself was, I guess it was American, but I did oh, have okay. a traditional wedding like two days before the ceremony before the the actual wedding and um, the traditional wedding which some people call the trad like some people say our trad or whatever the traditional Uh wedding took place at well it's not a wedding it's we call it a traditional introduction and that took place at my father's home two Uh days prior my parents home two days prior to the wedding so I think that was like on a Friday night we got married on a Sunday okay okay So can you describe the key parts to a Nigerian traditional introduction? Yeah. Yeah. The purpose of an introduction is the marrying of two families. So it's this understanding that you're not just marrying your spouse, you're going to be connected to their family forever. So what typically takes place is like well before the introduction, of course, he would have met my family and my parents and he would have gotten their approval he would have asked for my hand in marriage or at least expressed to them what his intentions were and then they would have you know agreed or accepted that and at some point they would have provided him with like a list a diary list of things that they would like him to gather and the purpose of the list is just to give him an opportunity to like express or to display how serious he is about this marriage Um, some people look at this portion of the tradition and they're just like, oh, you know, you're buying her, you're paying for her. Like, it seems kind of awkward for people in like the Western part of the world. But Mm -hmm. in many parts of Africa, this is like very much acceptable because again, it gives the groom an opportunity to express his commitment and how serious he is. So the list is not crazy. It should be attainable, but it's not, it's not super easy some of the things on the list might be hard to attain, um, but he has several months to put it together. Then at the traditional introduction, it's um, a formal display of what he's been working on for several months. And so his family will show up. My family would be present. My family, in fact, is the one that invites his family and they come in and they essentially say like, this is what we want. This is who we want. And this is what we're prepared to do. And then they present all of the gifts or whatever that they've acquired over the course of the past several months. So um, in our case, though, unfortunately, his family was unable to attend. So he had very close friends um, stand in their place. Uh And so they showed up to my my father's house. Everybody wore traditional attire. And so while he was there, my father gave a speech about why he came, why he was there. He expressed to the family what his intentions were. 
the elders of the family. So like all of the older people in our family had asked him if he had, uh, you know, talked about the list, of course, the diary list and if whether or not he'd been fully satisfied. And then the older women in my family reviewed the list and the things he he brought to make sure that everything was present. And it was. Um, and so after those things were delivered, then um, they asked me to come downstairs. So normally while this conversation is taking place, the bride is somewhere in another room. She's not present. To this day, I don't know what was on the list. I will never know what was on the list. It's a secret list that lives within a family. Um, huh. And I will probably get to see the list when I have my child, if I have a daughter. Um, so I don't know what was asked of him, but I do know that whatever it was, it was satisfied. So once it's been satisfied, they ask for me to, he asks, you know, he demands that his wife come out and they usually send like a fake bride. Um, so somebody else will be dressed up like me and covered in heavily veiled. And he has to, you know, they play little music and games to determine if he could tell which wife is his. And usually they're there. He was he was good at just figuring out which one was me. So he turned down the first <laughs> two people that came down. And then when I came down, then everybody like celebrated. It was really, really fun. My dad decorated well, my dad had hired people to decorate the home in like um just with traditional decorations and stuff. There was mm-hmm. Food, traditional food and drums and things like that. It was really fun. It was very, very packed. I was very hot, but it was a really nice, loving event. So that took place Friday night before we got married on Sunday. Wow. It sounds like you all had an amazing time. It was nice. It was really nice. I hope I didn't talk too much about it. No, 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 no. You're perfect because we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure other people listening are like, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. So for your American ceremony, you said that was that Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. That took place on Sunday. Um, the bridal party and I, we got dressed at the Renaissance Hotel that morning. And then um, we were picked up by Capital Limousine from the hotel site and taken to the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses in Cary um, on Old Apex Road. So, yeah, we arrived by limo. It was really nice. I want to get that shout out to that vendor for sure, Capital Limousine. It was really, really, really nice. Um, and they were just very professional. And they got us there on time. Well, actually, we were taken to the um, the reception venue first, the Grand Marquis Ballroom in Garner, to take pictures and to get dressed and stuff and to take all of our pictures ahead of time. The reason why we took our pictures ahead of time is because – the wedding was on a Sunday, and it was going to be at 6 p.m. in the evening. And because it was a Sunday and people had work on Monday, we didn't want them to be waiting for us at the reception. So we opted to take our pictures ahead of time for the sake of our guests. And so my husband and I, my then fiance, we did um, first look. So he actually did see me before the ceremony, um, but all of that was captured, like that entire moment was captured. And it's on our website, on our wedding website. Um, so we, we did get to get those first looks experience and then we hopped back in the limo and um, headed over to the kingdom hall where our ceremony was held very nice yes very nice did you have a wedding like a full-blown wedding planner or just a month of coordinator well i had a full-blown wedding planner her name was alana walker and then she was there with me from the very beginning to the very end 
Um, I myself am also a planner by trade, but I do not do wedding events. I do meeting planning. So primarily for like clinical research and trainings and things like that. So I did know some vendors, but I certainly was not as versed as she was. And I wanted to make sure I had assistance. Plus with my job, I travel like 85% of the time. So I wanted to have somebody there to take care of things while I wasn't either in the state or in the country. But Alana was just absolutely amazing. Like anything I had a concern about, I could talk to her about it. Any issue that arose, she came up with a solution. Um, But yeah, I did have a wedding planner. Very crucial. (laughs) I think so. So what were your wedding colors? We did like really soft hues of like rose gold, blush pink. Um, The guys wore navy blue. We had like silver sage. Um, It wasn't anything like, you know, I can't just give you like two standard colors, but it was just really nice hues of like silver sage, gold, um, rose gold, beige, or um, light pink, blush pink, and navy blue. Love those colors. Good combo. Um, How did you pick your asaoke? Did I say that right? Oh, my traditional attire? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I follow um, probably some of the same Instagram pages that other people follow. Bella Nija Wedding was one. My cousin Mina, actually, that's what she does. I wish I knew the name of her business. I have to look it up. Um, But that's something that she does. So she helps me with figuring out um, what styles would look good on me. Um, And so we just looked at a bunch of different things online. I Googled things. And then um, my family that was coming from Nigeria, I sent them pictures of what I liked and what my measurements were and the measurements of my entire bridal party, as well as all the groomsmen. And they had everything made, custom and tailored made in Nigeria. And then my family brought it with them when they came for the wedding. Wow. Perfect. So can you describe your wedding day's look, like your hair, your dress, your makeup? Yeah. So I wore a Stephen Yurick gown. It was the most beautiful thing, I think, in my opinion. Probably the most beautiful thing I own aside from my wedding ring, second to my wedding ring. Um, but Stephen Yurick is, um, I don't know if you guys know that designer. He's Love he's similar to like work. Galia Lahav. Yeah, he's really, really good. So oh, my gosh, Galia Lahav yes. and Stephen Yurick are my favorite designers. So I was looking at dresses from both of them. I thought it would be Gali Lahab that I would go with, but ultimately I fell in love with the Stephen Yurick gown. Um, but it was like mermaid shape, long, um, had a really low V cut in the center. In fact, it was so low, I ended up having to get it like closed a little bit. Um, but the back had mesh. It had a lot of beautiful like Dvorsky crystals all over it. It was just a beautiful, beautiful gown. And then I had a Gali Lahab veil. Shoes were badly, badly Mishka. The gown was not like a pure white. It kind of had um, a pinkish hue to it, like undertones. So the shoes were like pinkish as well. Um, it was really sparkly. Like I felt really, really pretty that day. My my makeup was done by my sister, Siki. Um, she is a makeup artist, a professional makeup artist. And we just did like a soft glam. I didn't want it to look too done up, but I wanted to look really nice that day. So we did that. Um, I had my hair, uh, my hair was done by Trenton Weaver, who is a celebrity stylist. He 
is located in Miami. Like I mentioned, Miami is like my favorite city. So I was actually in Miami a couple of days prior to the wedding. Um, I don't know if I was there for work or what, but he was able to do my hair for the wedding, the install. And then I had it styled by a woman whose name I can't remember, unfortunately, the day of. She met up, met us at the hotel. I'll come up with her name in a moment, but she styled it. So she basically like pinned it up. It was like really soft little, we did like a soft French braid on the right side and then we pinned my hair up with pin curls all in the back. So that was my look and yeah, that was it. My my husband wore navy blue Michael Kors tuxedo and all of the guys follow suit with the same color scheme. I wanted him to wear white, but <laughs> they picked navy blue. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Okay, so... How many guests did you invite? So the ceremony was an open invitation. So about 500 people um, showed up to that. But to the reception, we invited 300, I think, 300 people. Um, 324 showed up. So we had extra people <laughs> that were not invited, but it was okay. We all had fun. That's, that's <laughs> to be expected at Nigerian weddings. In fact, I thought the, the number of uninvited guests would be more than that. So 24 extra people wasn't too bad. It's a lot of folks. So, yes, yes. So I don't know if you mentioned your venue earlier, but why did you choose the venue that you selected? So when I was in college, I used to assist some wedding planners. So I worked weddings and I saw that venue once. I think I was working an event. And so I had seen that wedding, that venue years ago, probably, probably 10 years ago. And I just uh-huh. fell in love with it. I fell in love with the staircase. I fell in love with the marble floors. I fell in love with like everything Grand Marquis. And so I always said if I ever got married, I would want to get married there. Now, granted, when we started looking at venues, the Grand Marquis was really, really nice. But the Preston Country Club was like a really strong second. So if the Grand Marquis didn't work out, we probably would have went with the Preston Country Club. But I'm happy that the Grand Marquis worked out because that was my dream location. Perfect. How did you incorporate your faith into your ceremony? So, of course, it was held at the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses. And so the, the uh, our officiant was one of Jehovah's Witnesses, the person that gave the talk. Just about everyone in the, in the bridal party, just about, were all witnesses as well. I would say the ceremony, you know, to me, it was very much a normal ceremony. But, you know, witness weddings are... I think all I know for the most part, for the most part is what I know. So it seems quite standard. I guess some things that we don't do, because that's probably easier than to say what we do do, because we don't do anything too outrageous. But uh-huh. we don't like do anything superstitious. So no like jumping of the broom or throwing any rice or um, making a toast. We don't do anything that has any um, smack of superstition involved in it at all. So that would probably be some things that were different. Like I didn't toss my bouquet or um, nor did we do like a garter toss Um, because as as Jehovah's Witnesses, we try to stay away from superstitious practices. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, we didn't do those things. But everything else was pretty standard. Like, you know, we had the talk, um, you know, he did the whole you can kiss the bride and groom. And then we when we departed, we went to the ceremony where there was tons of dancing and really good food. So it was probably similar to what you've seen in other places. Everyone was really peaceful. Everyone got along really well. 
Very nice. Okay. That's great. So as you were walking down the aisle, did you have music? And if so, like what song was playing? Yes, there was music. It was um, a kingdom melody. So it was one of the songs from the songbook um, in our congregate, like in our meeting. It was called Now We Are One. And that is the song that we walked down the aisle to. It's really beautiful. It just talks about um, a woman meeting her husband, um, them becoming, her becoming bone of my bones, or bone of his bone, flesh of her flesh, and the two of them becoming one. So that was the song we walked down to. Very nice. And so when you were coming down the aisle, how did you feel when you saw your husband at the end of the aisle? It was surreal. You know, this was a moment we had been talking about for so long. Um, my father walked me down the aisle. My All of my close family and friends were there, were present. Um, and everything just kind of seemed to kind of like go in slow motion. But I remember his face and I remember I was really, really nervous, but not nervous because I had any doubt in my mind about the decision. I think I was just nervous about just it being a big life change for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, everything, like, time really literally just slowed down, and he was really the only person I remember seeing um, coming down the aisle. I don't remember anyone's face distinctively in the crowd, but when I look back on pictures, I can see. (laughs) Wow. So about the food, I'm a foodie. So what what did y'all have to eat? So, shout out to the most amazing caterer in the area, probably in the Southeast region. It was Kate Couture catered our food. We did, uh, my husband actually and, and one of my close girlfriends, Julie, um, they were kind enough to do a lot of the food tasting when I wasn't present because I traveled a lot at the time. And um, my other really close friend, Sandy Briganti, um, together with me and my wedding planner, um, tasted food from different places. But we ultimately decided to go with Kate Couture. We did a Southern Fair for the American version of the food. So it was like baked mashed, I'm sorry, baked macaroni and cheese. It was smashed potatoes. There was fried chicken. Um, I can't remember the greens now. It was collard greens, I believe. And so, yeah, it was a Southern Nigerian fusion. So for the American portion, um, we had like candied yams and all the other things I mentioned, but all Southern cuisine. I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I spent most of my adult life here in North Carolina. So I like Southern food, and especially my husband does. Um, so that was what we had for that. And then for the Nigerian portion, of course, we had the infamous jollof rice. We had um, goat meat. We had... Um, I mean, everything escapes me now. Fried fried plantains. We had um, chicken with our, you know, um, native seasonings and things like that. So um, we had what's called moi moi, which is, um, it's like a bean base, which is prepared inside of a, um, I really don't know what to to compare it to American-wise, but you could probably Google moi moi, M-O-I, M-O-I. But it's, um, it's, it's bean based and it's mashed together and baked inside of this aluminum and then served with really nice spices and stuff on the inside. So we did a Southern Nigerian fusion for appetizers. I guess it was Asian. We had sushi appetizers and crab cakes and stuff like that for the um, cocktail hour. Mm 
That it sounds, sounds like y'all delicious. had a feast. Right. <laughs> yeah, I heard the food is really good. I didn't actually really eat much. I mean, I tasted it beforehand, but the day of, I was so busy talking to everyone. I don't really remember eating. But, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the wedding planner was really nice to send us home with a plate, so we ate that night. It was really good. <laughs> After. Perfect. Perfect. Um, okay, so how did you personalize the wedding so it really felt like it was made for the two of you? Um, so it was really important that uh, my stepson was involved. So Kaimani was our ring bearer, and we tried to involve him in as much of the planning as we possibly could. Of course, because I'm Nigerian, we wanted the wedding favors to reflect that. So my family in Nigeria handmade Ankara Fans. So these are the fans with like the African prints and they also made um, Ankara bow ties. And so we gave out bow ties to the men and Ankara fans to the women. We had actually laid them out or I think my wedding planner and her team had made the decision to lay them out like on a table and have people get them on their way out. <laughs> and people loved them so much that people were like rushing them and getting way more than like one per person, like taking tons of them. Um, which was kind of funny because you can't really steal a gift. I mean, they were free. They weren't really stealing them. But it was it was kind <laughs> of funny to hear that people were really excited about that. And it, it did come directly from Nigeria. It was brought along with our clothing. So I think that's one way we incorporated the culture. And then, of course, the music. In fact, the whole second half of the reception. So we came in with our regular clothes that we wore for the American ceremony. And then for the second half of the reception, we switched over and wore our traditional attire, both the men and women, and then all of my closest girlfriends on really important family members. They also wore outfits that were, um, you know, like similar. We all dressed like in uniform and were reintroduced with African music. And so for the second half of the reception, it was Nigerian music for the whole night. And it was really nice. It was just a really fun Speaking about the reception, what was your first dance? We danced to Golden by Chrisette Michelle. Oh. Are you guys either of you know that song? I think I've heard it before. I it think. It's such a beautiful song. Like, I cannot sing, so I will not uh, torture <laughs> you all. But the, I mean, it's okay if you did. I mean, I'll just like, edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the lyrics is like, take me back to the day when loving was pure. Love ain't going nowhere. Love is always secure. Life's not always perfect, but love's always forever. It goes on and on and on. But it's a really beautiful song. That was our first dance. Okay, okay. So let's see. What is one thing you wish you knew earlier during the wedding planning process? Um, So what do I wish I knew earlier? So my wedding planner made a decision, which I agree with. I supported everything Alana came up with. But she uh-huh. made a decision um, to hold back the guest so that we can have first look at the reception venue, like uh-huh. the actual room and see how she decorated. And then she captured our expressions, like how excited we were, because she had full reign on decorating that room. And it was just absolutely stunning. Wow. Um, so it was it was a re- wonderful moment for my husband and I. But on the flip side, I learned later that all of our guests were kind of waiting in the foyer for us to finish looking. And I Uh think had I known that that would have been the case because, you know, squeezing 320 or over 300 people in a foyer would make it difficult for them to really like enjoy their cocktail hour. So I think had I known ahead of time that that might've taken place then maybe logistically we could have arrived at the reception 
faster, sooner, or we could have uh-huh. opted to not see the space, or we could have picked a different venue that could have housed, you know, those people for the cocktail hour, you know, or something like that. But I, I don't know. I would have found some way to get around that. I hated to hear that some people were frustrated about waiting, but you know, everyone took it really well. I mean, they weren't like in and turn into like a stampede or anything, but that's <laughs> one thing I would change. The other thing we had a ton of gifts and it was just all like packed in the car. It was so squeezed in there. My husband and I could barely fit. So I would have probably planned that better. I would have probably arranged yeah. for someone else to transport our gifts. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else, honestly. Like, like I said, Alana, she's just amazing. And she took care of like literally everything. So I was happy. No, yeah, that's definitely a blessing that you had her. Yeah. So oh, what? we did but we oh. did have this one. Okay, this is one thing I was uh-huh. sorry. No, you're um, good. One of the bridesmaids dresses got damaged just hours before the wedding venue or whatever, right before the the, the ceremony. They uh-huh. spilled like glass glue, black glass glue on her base dress. And so thankfully we had an extra dress because two of our girls got their dresses from Rent the Runway because I wanted those two girls to stand out, Sakura and Jamelia. So while all the other girls wore blush, these two girls wore navy blue. So we were able to switch out one of their Rent the Runway dresses because when you when you rent dresses, they give you two sizes. So thankfully, oh, she was yeah. able to wear another dress right before the ceremony. But what I would do differently is make it so that we had one extra dress that was returnable. Like, I don't know, some places do allow you to return the dress or you can rent it just in case someone has a problem with, you know, a last minute (laughs) issue with their dress or, you know, we would just like cover our dresses or something like that. So that's one thing I would plan for. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. So I'm happy to mention that because like, I mean, accidents do happen. So yeah. 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 And what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what advice would you give to a newly engaged fiancé? Like you? (laughs) Um, Yes. I would say try to have fun with all the preliminary planning, like as much fun as possible. I know it can get very frustrating, but those moments, they won't last very long, and later on you'll look back and you'll wish they lasted longer, I guess. So just Try not to argue with your, your your fiance. Try to do everything together. Well, not everything, but as much as you possibly can, try to incorporate him or her. And um, on the day of the wedding, slow down if you can mentally. Try to take everything in because even though the wedding party may not feel this way and your guests may not feel this way, for you as a bride or a groom, that day goes by very, very fast. Like months and months in planning for some people a year or even more. And then it's all over in like four to six hours. So yes, that's the part I not dreading, but it's like you're doing all this work, and it's like everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it goes by so quickly," and it's like, no, you just want that moment to slow down. So I appreciate that. Yeah, hire like a really good videographer too. Like I wouldn't. You can skim on other things, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't skim on like a videographer or a photographer because those are the stuff you have to look back on. That's true. So I would try to make sure you have a good one. Um, while I needed a wedding planner, and I personally believe most people do, not everyone needs a planner 
Um, but I definitely, if you don't have a planner, I would definitely have a day of coordinator because I would not leave that to chance, you know. And so, yeah, that would yeah. be my other, my other suggestion is if you can afford it and if you feel like you need it, then get a planner. And if you don't get a planner, at the very least, have someone coordinating the day of so you don't have to think about that. Good idea. Okay. Thank you. So what was your favorite memory from that day? Probably sitting on stage and listening to the talk and then exchanging our vows. Um, no, no, no. I think it was our first look. Yeah, the very first time he saw me in the dress, his face, and just how excited oh. he was. And I think that was my favorite moment. Did he cry at all? Man, no. I wanted him to cry. <laughs> <laughs> He did not cry, but he's not that kind of guy. He's not emotional gotcha. in that way. So Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I asked a lot of people that and <laughs> have yet to hear someone say that their um that their husband actually cried. So I'm waiting for that I day. Know. But <laughs> maybe it'll happen for you and just make sure you capture it on video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to do that. <laughs> Okay, so the last question is, what three words would you use to describe your wedding day? Fast, breathtaking. It was breathtakingly beautiful. Breathtaking, quick, too quick, and loving. We we were surrounded by nothing but love, so those would be my, my three. Great words to sum up probably the best day of your life. Yes. I'm over here, like, smiling, sorry. Right? Same. I am, too. I am, too. Just picturing it. Aw. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's been Um, fun reliving that moment. When was your wedding? It was six months ago, on June 9th. Okay. Okay. Not that far ago. But, yeah, it's good. Yes, it's nice and warm outside. Right. Yeah. Well, it actually rained on that day, which I don't remember the rain at all, but everyone does. But the day was just so perfect. I don't remember it raining, but it apparently rained on that day. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but it was warm outside, you know, as it, you know, poured down, but that's yeah. okay. It was yeah. warm. We couldn't do the sparkler exit because of the rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're not going to let you go just yet. We're going to move into the unsolicited advice portion for new listeners. This is where I give advice you didn't ask for because that happens sometimes when you get engaged. So my advice for this week is actually very uh, contrary to what I'm actually doing, but you don't have to let everyone be in the wedding. You can give people tasks. Um, you can have a <laughs> a small bridal party if you want. You can save costs that way. Just tell people to show up in a particular color, or maybe you can even give out dress suggestions. Um, and maybe, you know, make some of your close friends or family members be hostesses or find other um, ways to involve them in the wedding. Um, And that kind of puts a little less stress and pressure, um, especially financially on them. And it allows them to enjoy the day a little bit more as well. So that's my unsolicited advice for this week. Great advice. Yes. 
All right, take it away, Denise. Now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love shout out. So, Cece, I'm going to have you go first. Okay, so we had Genesis Events um, Florals, our Genesis Eventos Florales. It was a um, Hispanic-owned floral company. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely wonderful. Of course, I mentioned Alana Walker was my wedding planner. We had um, Tyson and Lennox. That was our videographer. Um, His name's Chuck. He's absolutely amazing. We loved him. Um, our wedding website, which is Robertson Ever After, um, was put together by uh, my very good friend, Heather Marvin. Her company is Heather, Heather Marvin Creative. Our wedding cake, of course, was by Ambrosius Wedding Cakes. I think she has probably the best cakes in the area. Um, Celebration Photo Booth. Um, I've worked with them for years. They're actually very good friends of mine. I know the owners personally, Teresa Seros and her husband. Um, and then, um, I know I'm missing people, of course, CE rental and the Grand Marquis ballroom. Um, I, I know I'm missing like a ton of people. I feel horrible now, but, it's okay. but yeah, we just had an incredible list of vendors. Everyone was good. Capital Limousine, which I mentioned previously. Um, they, and then Kate Couture, the best food you could possibly think of. Um, so yeah. Was it? Yes, you definitely have to give us that list. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right, Tanil, who is your vendor? So I have a DJ. His Instagram name is FleetDJ underscore Prestige. I was recently at at an event uh, that he was, I'm going to say, spinning at, and he remixed this song and I was like, uh, I got to get your information. Um, so he is on Instagram, fleet DJ underscore prestige. And of course his information will be in the show notes. Great. Oh, I forgot to say our photographer. I'm sorry, but that was probably one of the most important vendors. <laughs> Cause we got so many others really awesome vendors, but his name is Stanley and his, he's a, he's actually a celebrity photographer at, Dan Lowe photographer on Instagram, mm, but he okay. did our wedding. He also did the pictures for um, Eva Marcel, our shoes previously Eva. Oh, yeah. And a couple Ooh. different people, but yeah, his, mm-hmm. his page is amazing. Um, and he did, he did it. Stan Lowe photography. Okay. Very Perfect. familiar with his work. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. B- been a fan for that. years. Um, yeah. Okay, so my vendor is actually someone I discovered recently because his video went viral. Um, so he's a violinist named Dominique Cammons. Um, I know who you're talking about. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I saw this video of him. Um, I guess it was like a New Orleans wedding, and he was doing chopper style on the violin. And okay, mm-hmm. so. For anyone listening, I am a diehard Falcons fan. I love the Falcons with everything. Um, that's like my team. So to be a true nice. Falcons fan means you have to hate the Saints. <laughs> and so that is like their like little like anthem or whatever. So like <laughs> whenever they like sometimes score, they'll just like make this little like chopper style type of dance where they're like revving up a motorcycle like it's a whole thing 
But when I saw that video, look, I'm sorry. That just sounds so cool, like, right now. Like, it just, <laughs> his talent is just so good. So I just, like, followed him, went down, like, all of his older videos where he's played or, like, done great covers of other songs. I'm just like, wow, this guy is good. So, anyway, he is a national recording violinist. I know he goes on tour with different, like, um, musicians and artists and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, he also does weddings. So, uh, Dominique Hammonds. Um, Dominique Hammonds. He's going to perform at your wedding? No. Well, I, well, I haven't reached out yet. <laughs> but oh, I would okay. love that. Oh, my gosh. Because um, I think he's based in Texas. I don't know. I don't know where he's based, actually. I mean, his booking number mm-hmm. or his booking manager's number is an uh, Atlanta number. So who knows if he's oh, here? Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to. That would be nice. I'm going to research that. Where are but, you um, guys located? Outside of yeah. Atlanta. Like, Metro. yeah, outside of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like maybe like 30 minutes outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not that okay. far. Um, so yeah, Dominique Hammond's violin is his Instagram. Um, Dominique with two eyes, not the Dominique with an O. Um, so yeah, and of course, like Tania said, it'll be in the show notes. But um, Cece, where can people find you if they want to like follow you or like look through your um, Instagram to see your wedding pictures? Oh, yeah. So my page is public, um, and it's super basic name. I'm Sissy, which is S-I-S-I underscore Robertson, and that's R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N, Robertson. Um, our wedding website is also still up and active and will be for the next couple of years. So that's www.robertsoneveraster.com, and all of our wedding pictures and vendor list and everything, all of our videos are all on the website. Oh, very nice. I'm going to go on there after this interview is over. <laughs> where can so actually, people where can find you? Find us? Oh, gosh. I knew we were going to do this at the same time. <laughs> I like try my best not to talk over you. Same. Okay. My bad. Um, yeah, so <laughs> they can find me at Beltori, and that's B-E-L-S-O-U-R-I on Instagram. And as well as Twitter, even though I'm never on Twitter. But yeah, you can find me there. Where can they find you at, Ashley? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Demi Tosh. Um, I guess I'll spell it D-E-M-I-T-A-S-H-E. Um, and you can follow us, the podcast, at Who I Do Wed on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or go to our website and ask us a question, fill out our contact form if um, you want to come on the show at com. Very good. Yep. See, it was amazing talking to you. Definitely. I can't wait to go look at these pictures. Thank you. Yes. Likewise. Thank, Thank you so much for having me, ladies.